Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Trying not to score everything with about 30, 30 threes or something. Man, I mean, we kind of felt that. We kind of feed off that energy. This place is amazing. Like, I, I really love I really love Duke, and I love the atmosphere I'm in here. Mark Williams, beast mode. Paolo, first half, he had the cramping stuff. Fair enough. Beast mode. What a W, what a W. Oh, sorry, Zion, you're sick. I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off for us. We're off to a great start. <laughs> yeah, wait, the first one to say, hey, man, I got this home field jacket. Look at it, man. Look at it, man. Hey, what's the code? Crazy. Type in the code crazy on home field. You can get this jacket, too, man. This jacket is cold, man. Crazy. All right, Ryan, go ahead. Nah, you're, I love that, man, and I, I'm happy for you. That's a, that's a sweet jacket. Uh, anyways, Duke wins in the Champions Classic. They beat Michigan State uh, by a score of 74 to 65. Uh, really weird start. Uh, not a huge fan of how it started. Uh, Caleb Foster showed up and showed out. That was awesome. Um, very interested to see how that translates going forward uh, with McCain somewhat struggling to start the year. So uh, maybe a chance at a starting lineup change. Uh, and then, yeah, Ryan Young kind of silenced everybody. But I will say this show did call it that the Michigan State game was going to be a game that Ryan Young was going to play in and most likely not uh, play as poorly as he did against Arizona. So he gets a pass tonight from this crew. I had a tweet like all ready to go that would have hit if he wasn't playing well. But uh, that will save that for another day. So um, I think at one point he was like plus 16 on the floor, plus 12. And when he's off the floor, we were like minus one. So uh, kind of Dude, an insane stat at like halftime. We were plus 24 in 24 minutes of Ryan Young. For you each go. minute so. he played, we uh, we got a, a, an added point of deficit to them. Which is an wild. Which is wild. Lead for us. So, yeah, shout out to Ryan Young tonight. Uh, tonight, Shout out to Ryan Young. Glad you played well against your former Big Ten foe. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, uh, we'll let Zion have, be on vocal rest for a little bit longer. Russ, what are your, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, some basic uh, stuff that I think needs unpacking. Uh, you know, we committed 13 turnovers and we shot, you know, 27% from three. Still scored 1.14 points per possession in this game. I mean, it wasn't pretty, but it was really efficient, honestly. I mean, that's definitely efficient enough to win in a game like this. Held Michigan State to under a point per possession Obviously, even with the uh, explosion that Tyson Walker had in the second half, uh, a lot of credit, obviously, to uh, the people that you named, Caleb Foster, Ryan Young, after we sort of uh, were very concerned about bench production uh, in the last game. Huge bench production this go-around, 26 points off the bench in this game. I don't remember what it was against Arizona, but it was closer to zero. So, you know, we'll take 26. Um you know, Flip didn't have a great shooting game, but what a defensive performance from him for the most part. Uh, really held down the fort inside. Uh, was aggressive, really setting the tone when we needed some big plays on either end. Uh, once again, he's our dude. Mark Mitchell, 
making it into the paint, right? He had some some tough plays in there, uh, but certainly uh, some very, very big ones. We wanted to see him be more aggressive getting downhill. One of the things I tweeted about before the game, really wanted to see the team not settle for as many jump shots. I thought we did do that early in the game and also early in the second half. Uh, but then timeout, came out of the timeout, started driving, started feeding, right? Made some nice adjustments there. Um, tough game for Jared McCain, obviously. Tough game uh, for the most part for Jeremy Roach, although he had a couple of decent plays in there. Uh, people were all over my feed, angry at uh, Tyrese Proctor. Ends up with a smooth 13-6-6. Six six. Gang, shut up. You know what I mean? I couldn't believe how many people after the first half he held Tyson. Wait, 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 wait. But you said a smooth 13 6. That was yes. not smooth. That was a struggle game for Tyrese Proctor. Yeah. Dude, all right. Shooting. Hold on a second. He had a tough first half shooting the ball. Granted, no, he had a he to see half hold on. Time. Let me finish. Go he, ahead. He, he held Tyson Walker to four points in the first half. He was being assigned that the entire way. Yes, we would like him to do a little bit more on offense, but I was my mentions were filled with somebody wake up Proctor. Proctor is asleep. Proctor never showed up. Dude, holding Tyson Walker to four points in the first half, <laughs> that was a huge accomplishment. And as we talked about with the Arizona game, if you start a game with a bad half, it becomes very hard to win the game, as Michigan State learned here. Also, not smooth in terms of, okay, he made some bad shots there. Zero turnovers with those six assists. Yeah. Right, like kidding. when he was guarding Tyson Walker, he generally did an exceptional job. It was when Tyson Walker got the switches that it didn't go well. I thought Proctor still played a really good game. Yeah, I want to say really good. I think I think he was still a positive player. I don't think he deserves like the the um uh I guess you know the hate he's getting. I think people are saying, oh, the the mentions I see are mostly he's not a top five pick, he's not a top ten pick, um, and all that. Um, I don't oh, think I got I got mean stuff in mind, dude. I got a bunch of mean shit in mind in the first half. I don't even I don't keep up because people be flooding my mind with just with, with angry stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think I think uh, Proctor had a good game overall. Um, I think what I still like to see him is his aggressiveness and not selling for jumpers. Um, a lot of the time he'll he'll um, settle for these off balance fadeaway jumpers, which is just like. That's never that's never gonna be the shot we want. That's never gonna be not on this team. Um, but I think I think overall he still played, you know, a positive. It was a positive game for Tyrese. Overall, though, big, big, uh, big shout out to Ryan Young, because you know, I don't know if Ryan uh uh really like did it justice, but like we gotta give him credit. I wish I had a, a clapping emoji sound um to play right now, because Ryan Young, you deserve uh, people clapping up, man. Clapping up for Ryan Young. Bro. Whoa, what? <laughs> What happened on my screen? Did you see that? <laughs> I did not see. I didn't see. Well, I'm going to try it again. Can I get it? Is it a thing that, that you did or that I did? <laughs> I, don't I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't touch anything. Dude, wild. there's fireworks on my screen. For the, got, this is why you got to watch live. If you're listening to this, that's why you got to watch live. Magic happens. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, even, um, even I'm getting a shout out in here. That's nice of them. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not somebody. Not Shut up. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, in these, he gave us good minutes tonight. And, you know, it was a rugged, muck it up type game, which is his play style. We did like mention it last, you know, episode. This might be the game he plays because it's Big Ten basketball, and that's what he's accustomed to. Um, but shout out to him because uh, I know we 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 definitely did kill him last game. We we were part of it, 
And so was, it was a bad game. It was a bad game. Very bad game. Very bad game. And it was justified. But, you know, we have to give him that, those same flowers when he comes back and has a productive game. So shout out to Ryan Young for sure. Um, Caleb Foster, man. Huge. Gamer. Gamer. That that's 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 the that's the uh I, I don't even see we, we don't even see his stats here. I don't know how to get here. Okay, there we go. Um gamer man, seven for eight, four or five from deep. Like, and he hit all the big shots. He hit all the big shots, and you know, um I thought, you know, he's the reason why we closed that game out. So that's what that's what his characteristic is, though. We we, we said it preseason, you know. He's gonna have these games where he streaks. That's just who he is, and he, he, you know sometimes he's a volume scorer. But boy, shout out to shout out to number do one. Do we uh, do we want to start talking about the possibility of him maybe cracking the starting lineup uh, over McCain in the next couple games? McCain struggled tonight. Obviously, zero points. First two games, nine points and eight points. I I don't know if it's. An, I think the the threat of Foster coming off the bench is is where the staff probably wants him. But um, what do you guys think? Would you make a change or would you keep it the way it is? I'd keep it. Um, you know, I, I think that Foster's been doing a really good job running the second unit. They're they're clearly letting him run the point when Proctor's out, right? Um, yeah. And I like that. I like the ball in his hands. He can do some stuff on on ball. He can do stuff off ball. Got some nice versatility there. He has some good size to replace, you know, um, when Proctor's not on the floor. Uh, look, McCain will be fine. He's young, made a couple of, uh, you know, young mistakes in there. And then he had some really good looks at the shots. Just didn't fall. It happens. Happens to everybody, especially young players. I think he'll be fine. I wouldn't change it up. I'd continue to have Foster run the second unit. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I was on mute. Yeah, for me, um, like I tweeted in mid-game, um, I, I think the biggest thing is if we see this becomes a trend, uh, for the rest of the season where Caleb Foster is the better shooter, that is something we definitely have to consider just sure. for, just from a fact that uh, I think we benefit from some, you saw a clip and flip has that ball and they're swarming him. He's getting a double. If someone's open in that corner that can shoot, it makes you pay every time. And the Foster made him pay every time. So, yeah. you know, uh, while I like the ball in his hands a lot more, I, li- I think when he's getting down, especially when he gets to the middle of the floor, you let him get a step in the paint in their space, and he can either take you to the rim or shoot a floater or shoot a mid-range. There's nothing you, you can really do to stop him. Um, that's why I still like him off the bench for now because um, he has the ball in his hands a bit more. Uh, but, yeah, McCain, McCain, I still believe he's the best shooter on his team, but he's going to have to show us. He's going to have to show us. There's a problem right now with Duke and bringing in shooters that don't shoot. I don't know what it is. You'll, you'll remember, man, I called it the beginning of the season. Like, you can't count on freshman shooters to come in and light it up right away. And I, I tweeted it out that uh, it's too early to, to start sleeping on McCain. But um, it's just something to do with, with uh, bona fide shooters coming into Duke and uh, struggling off the rip, and it seems like it happens year after year after year. So, I but I, I do think he's one of the better ones that's came out of high school. That's kind of Duke, and we'll figure it out. It's just um, got to get those nerves out of the way, man. And like I said on Twitter, it's just going to take one game for him of lighting it up to to come out of his shell, and and that'll just be the norm going forward. But you just got to have one of those games, and hopefully, he gets it against uh, teams like LaSalle and Southern Indiana. Because if you can't do it there in Cameron, <laughs> then we might be in for uh, a longer season. But um, well, what's your answer? Um, 
I think for now you keep it these next two games, see if you can't get McCain to uh, to turn it around shooting-wise. But I do like the fact of bringing a guy like Foster off the bench who can just kind of come in. And he even said it, I think, in his post-game interview, talking about how he's not used to coming off the bench and he's just he's getting more comfortable in his role. And so if if he can get comfortable being that sixth man and Duke can bring in a threat like that off the bench uh, while also keeping McCain in, who's a huge uh, shooting threat, uh, I, I think you keep it the way it is. Um, now, uh, that being said, if McCain struggles again against Southern Indiana and LaSalle these next two games, uh, then you look at it in a couple of your of a couple other of your bye games uh, in in December. But for now, I think you keep it. Have Foster come off the bench and and roll with the six man. I mean, we're we're coming off a game where against Arizona, where McCain did nine four and five, uh, and Caleb Foster did zero 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 zero. Right, like inconsistent yeah. inconsistent play is going to come with freshmen. Uh, I don't think we should overreact either way. I think they're both going to have their share of good games and games where we kind of wonder where they are um, between now and like January. Uh, and then as they go through ACC play, beginning ACC play, they're going to have some struggles and then they're going to settle in. And then by the time it, February comes around, I think they'll both be very ready and raring to go for March. March yeah, I think. Go ahead, go ahead. Mark. No, no, you go, Zion. I was going to change subject. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would say, yeah. I don't want to um, definitely jump to conclusions, but yeah, I personally I want I want a six man of the year <laughs> at Duke for once, and <laughs> it uh, it uh, it does flex some type of depth, I guess. Um, but yeah, I would just wait till ACC play to ultimately make that decision. If I don't I know if you can wait that long though. Can you like if you're gonna make a lineup change, do it in a bye game at home in December? around Christmas break, like that time to like get your feet under you and uh, give it a try before you hit AC. I'm, I guess ACC play starts with Georgia Tech in December, but like you, you might as well try at some point against a bad team if you're going to try it at all. Uh, I Maybe think you can make that change. Uh, if you're if you, the rest of your lineup is, has found their identity, I think you can make that change. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, I, don't, I, I, I guess. I think one thing to say about McCain versus Foster at this juncture um, in today's game, at least uh, somebody brought up the speed of the game. I think even more than the speed of the game, just the physicality of the game, the length of the game, uh, you know, high school players are not as long and as strong and as big as uh, college players are. Right. So Foster being taller, uh, I would assume Foster's wingspan is longer. Uh, I think that probably plays some degree of a role in terms of, uh, his relative comfort, at least in this game versus the previous game. Uh, but then again, I thought McCain fared a lot better than Foster did in the previous game. I, I you know, we'll find out what happens in the long run. Yeah. I think uh, the other thing I wanted to call out is a little bit of love for Mark Mitchell. Uh, it technically only took three shots, but he went to the line nine times, went nine for nine, which is awesome to see. He was playing bully ball quite a bit there and getting, getting to the rim. Um, just doing what he did all of last season and doing it really well. That's kind of like the Mark Mitchell game we saw all of last season, a very efficient game. So seeing him go nine of nine uh, and providing an impact there was awesome. Um, it just seemed like Duke, the the changes that were made since the Arizona game were pretty apparent and getting Mark Mitchell going the way he was this game. Um, obviously, personnel changes and stuff are, are different between Arizona and, and uh, Michigan State, but yeah, just I want to give flowers to to Mark Mitchell. He he played an awesome game, and it was good to see him get back on track. 
I do. I do. I was confused, to be honest, well, at least in the first half, because people were killing me for saying that Mark was our best player in the first half um, just because of those turnovers. Number one, there wasn't anybody else who was a better player. Like, Flip was invisible, got into foul trouble. Um, Roach had turnovers. Tyrese wasn't good. McCain wasn't good. You could say Ryan Young, but he didn't play as much as Mark Mitchell in that first half. I was very confused why people were killing Mark Mitchell in the first half. <laughs> especially in a nasty game like this where we needed to get to the line. Like, we had to get to the line. There was no offensive rhythm. There was no ball movement. So our best chance of extending the lead early was getting to the line. Um, and he's perfect for that. Once he gets downhill, he's either – it's going to be a charge sometime, obviously. But he's either getting a bucket or a foul most times or not. Um, so, you know, I was very confused. And defensively, he was great tonight. So, yeah, yeah that threw me off. He uh, he did a, a decent job on Hall when he was in there on him, but uh, either way, I, I thought he had a great game. Do we dare venture into talking about uh, one of the captains, Mr. Jeremy Roach? Feel like an underwhelming performance for the stage as being the, a senior on the team playing in this quite a bit. Was part of the turnover machine in the first half. He ended up with four turnovers, only seven points. Um, didn't shoot the ball that much. So like he, he did have a few assists and, and made the right plays, but um, those four turnovers were a little concerning and um, not like just bashing. It just wasn't a, a overall flashy game by, by Roach in a game that I kind of would have expected if I was going to pick somebody to have a bigger game, it would have been him. <coughs> I mean, ish. I, I, like, I think he is who he is. Uh, you're going to get the good and occasionally you're going to get the bad. I mean, yeah. I think that he did make some nice plays in there, just inconsistent. Uh, yeah. And again, we've we've talked about before that comment, mm -hmm. and in the tournament, then it's beast mode. He's had a couple of games in the tournament where he was not very good. Like he's had great, huge performances, but you know, I think that's part and parcel of being a small guard in today's college game. There are going to be days where size overwhelms you. I, I thought he looked overwhelmed at times. Um, and I don't think that has anything to do with uh, his experience versus their experience. I think it has more to do with he's a smaller dude. There was one turnover in the first half. I forget what it was where he just like couldn't see over the guy guarding him and like tried to lob it up high to like feed the big man or the or Mark or whoever it was. And just the other guy was there. I mean, like uh, yeah. it was it was as if he couldn't see who he was throwing it to when he threw it. Now you could argue maybe he should be smarter than doing that. Sure, but also <laughs> the captain probably feels compelled to make things happen out there. Um, yeah, I think he is who he is. I think as long as we can put him on a guy defensively who isn't going to go off. The, the biggest mistake, obviously, uh, was not his fault, but when he was allowed to guard Tyson Walker for a stretch there in the second half. I mean, come on. We can't do that. We know better. That's ridiculous. No. Uh, that's not his fault. I'm, you know, like the coach has to say, do not leave him. <laughs> double team him. Tyrese, you stay on him no matter what. Big men, double team him. If he, try, if he pulls off a miracle pass to Carson Cooper inside, then you live with it. And that's kind of what they ended up doing, right? Like you saw towards the end, they were talking about it on the broadcast. They're just letting Malik Hall go to work down low. And Malik Hall was scoring some twos, but we were getting three-point plays, and we were getting a three here and there. Like, threes beat twos. So we were fine to make that trade-off. You just can't let Tyson Walker beat you. You can let Malik Hall try to beat you. You can't let Tyson Walker try to beat you. 
And I mean, you have to give him credit. He's the only player on that team <laughs> that's really, yeah. really good today. That well, he that just is. Stinks. Michigan State. Yes. I I agree. You heard me railing on him last week. Dude. <laughs> Did we ever get? Oh shit! We lost Ryan. We were we were too busy. Uh, there we go. There, I'm back. Oh, there did, he is. Did there we ever is. get your stat about the stuff that was going to make us all super excited, or did I miss that? Well, I have I have uh, stats of the game. Would you like to hear my stats of the game, Ryan and Zion? Go ahead. Man. I would. Yeah, I'd love nothing more. Because this is a sponsored segment, everybody, and our sponsor is CBB Analytics. The CBB Analytics is my favorite site to break down stats. You know, you've seen me posting a bunch of these stats uh, earlier this week. I mean, they have so many different splits. They got the last five games. They got the last 10 games, home, away, stats versus the quads, uh, date range splits. They've just got so many ways to break up stats. Uh, they got a, a bunch of cool charts. You've probably seen some people posting uh, the shooting charts for their teams. I posted one from Duke the other day. That's CBB Analytics. They've got a bunch of lineup stats. That's kind of how I was breaking down uh, earlier in the week. Well, how do we know? What happens when uh, Flip is on versus Young versus both, right? You can use that site for that. Um, also, you know, if you follow the Lady Blue Devils, they've got some women basketball stats as well. All the same stats there. Uh, there is a discount code, CRAZY, C-R-A-Z-I-E. Discount for users who use this coupon is $40 off. That is a nice chunk of change when you're signing up. So if you really love some incredibly dope stats, you've got to sign up for CBB Analytics. My stats of the game. First one, I tweeted this before that Michigan State was 97th percentile in fast break points per game coming into this game, 98th percentile in terms of the percent of their points coming on fast break possessions. 29.3% of their, of their points coming into this game were on fast break. Tonight, only 16.9%. And honestly, that could have been less. It was way less in the first half, right? Yeah, so that's definitely. an incredible stat, but the one that really gets me excited, Ryan... I said I was very concerned that last year, 44.3% of our uh, buckets were assisted. You know what? I'm now realizing that I might have, I might have written down the wrong no. thing. Oh, no. Oh, well, I, I won't share the comparison. I won't share the comparison. But tonight, we had a 77.3% assist rate. Okay? 77.3% mm -hmm. of our baskets were assisted. That is an absolutely phenomenal stat. Uh, for a yeah, team you like know what's us, crazy about that stat, our offense yeah. is terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> you, yeah, so but bad. you know why that is? Because when we're going ISO, they're not going in. Mm -hmm. and when they're going in, it's because we're running offense. When we are running plays and passing and moving the ball, switching the side of the floor, we're getting great looks and we are converting on those looks at an incredibly high rate. It's just when we decide to go hero ball. And also the other thing, Zion, about that is a lot of those possessions in which we were just going iso ball, they didn't result in shots. <laughs> they resulted in us just giving the ball away to the other team, right? So, yes, we have a lot of things to work on in that respect, but I thought that was really, really promising uh, considering that that was a concern after the first two games, uh, you know, the, the sheer amount of assists that you know we would really really like i'm trying to figure out what our two point percentage in terms of like assisted two pointers was because that was the one that i was about to cite that alarmed me the most i'll have to figure that out and tweet it later i don't have it in front of me right now i wrote down the wrong thing but it's still yeah. really really cool really really yeah. cool that we passed so much 
this whole thing and shout out to CBB analytics. Nick's a great guy, runs an awesome ship over there. So go check them out. Um, awesome content there. The thing about the physicality part about being one of Duke's weaknesses, like still as a head scratcher to me, just because I do feel like with the bigger guards now and Proctor and Foster, and then we got flip and Mark who flip is shown to be way more aggressive and physical, um, to start this season. I feel like he did that a little bit last season, but then obviously Mark is a very physical player. Like that shouldn't be our weakness. I, I don't know if it is already. Um, if you consider our weakness so far this season, but I just don't think that's going to be the case throughout the year. Uh, this team's too experienced, excuse me, and too big to, to get bodied by anybody anymore. So uh, I'm not going to buy that this year. I, I, I think my biggest concern going into the rest of the season is really just the, uh, the offensive play. We just have started slow Never really seemed like there's been much of a flow. The second half was obviously a lot better tonight, but uh, just hopefully that's just going to take some time with with some of the newer guys and, and figuring out rotations and stuff and, and be matchup dependent. So I'm hoping the offense can turn it around, um, play two really good teams and, and haven't scored 80 points yet, which isn't a huge problem to really good defensive teams. But uh, just seeing where the offense goes and, tra and transitions to uh, throughout the season is going to be what I'm kind of looking forward to. We also only played 68 possessions, so getting to 80 would be really, really efficient against a team like Michigan State. The assist percentage we had through the first two games was 48.5% compared to the 77.3% tonight, right? Wow. That's the number I was looking for. That's a really I mean, nice... That's, that's the key right there, right? I mean, don't play hero ball. And I think I think the, that kind of stuff is what the coaching staff will see and, and make adjustments going forward. And, and it'll be right there in the tape, too. Like, the whole first half seemed like hero ball, and then the second half more calm more uh actual set plays and and guys were were feeding and uh passing it around the three-point line looking for the open guy so um i think they'll figure it out i'm excited about it i want to address uh that one would like to see some points in transition eventually uh you know today because I, I saw some people also concerned online about the offensive rebounding which up until the very end of the game was not very good but i think that was by design right we were trying really hard to eliminate Michigan State's transition basketball. And until the last 10 minutes or so of the game, I thought we did a really, really good job of that. But it's very hard for you to get back in transition if you are all fighting for offensive rebounds. Like, so when we only had a couple of offensive, like it's the sort of same thing that you see with Virginia every year where like Virginia's offensive rebounding always kind of looks really bad, but it's because they're trying to be the best defense in the country, you know, and prevent teams from scoring on the break. So I wasn't that concerned about it. Uh, again, we were 77th percentile in fast break points in, in so far this season, small sample. Until today, obviously, we did not score in transition today at all, really. Um, but again, I think that was by design because our opponent is so intensely reliant on scoring in transition. And I think that's a good coaching move by Shire. I mean, people trying to roast Shire after the last game. I think Shire making a very intentional choice to not speed up this game as fast as the last game went, I think was a great design. And I think it really showed itself in this game uh, by the end result. Yeah. I, but to, to that point, do y'all, are y'all worried about the offense? Cause like, I mean, what we saw today for the majority of this game was very concerning, especially that that what eight turnovers in five in, uh, in like ten minutes to start the game. Like for a veteran, for a freshman team, we if we saw that last year, I think against against our start against Purdue, I think it was maybe something similar. We just weren't hitting shots, 
it's a freshman team, so okay, you know, that's a little bit more acceptable. This team is returning four starters. One of these guys is a senior. None of these guys is up for national player of the year. One of these guys is going to be a top 10 pick. Another guy is going to be a, drafted somewhere. It's, it's, me, it's, it's settling. It's settling. Um, yeah. I thought that outside of the like beginnings of these uh, of these halves today, I thought we mostly did okay. The, the problem really that I have is the turnovers. I mean, the turnovers are the issue. I think the shooting will come. I think the shooting will be fine. Um, I think more or less everything will be fine. I mean, we, depending on what you think of the second half of this game, we won the first half of this game pretty sizably. I thought we won the second half of the Arizona game. I thought we were the better team in the second half. Just the first half sucked very aggressively. Um, you know, I, I think we'll more or less be fine. You're right that like with a senior in particular, but like the senior that we have is a guy that is going to have some struggles sometimes. Um, and the rest of these guys, I know that we are returning a lot of talent. The continuity is high, but we are still a team that is probably bottom half of the league of NCAA in terms of like sheer experience, because so many of these dudes are sophomores. Someone pointed out Proctor's like supposed to be a freshman this year. Um, so I, I think there will still be some bumps, but also two of our first three games were against really like physical teams. And we're just not going to face too many teams like that. I think these sorts of games will help us in the long run. Yeah. I, I kind of expressed it already a little bit of my concern for, but like you said, we're like bringing, like you said, Zion, bringing back all these guys, I kind of expected the offense to click a little bit faster than it has, which is, is semi-concerning. Uh, I think they'll figure it out, but um, yeah, these slow starts, uh, it's not ideal. Um, and bringing back guys like Tyrese and Flip, I definitely thought, and obviously Roach, I thought the offense would be more of a threat to start the year. But, hey, defensively, they still look pretty good compared to last season. So defensively, we were great. Yeah, and so um happy about that. I, I think they'll throw out the offensive side and, and just settle in with rotations and roles. And, yeah, we'll be okay. I'm optimistic about it. But somewhat, somewhat of a concern to start the season, especially, like you said, bringing back all those guys. I I would say also, like, um, you know, life, life will get easier for some of the guys who are coughing the ball up a lot. I mean, I know Jeremy had a tough game, um, but you know, McCain, his, the struggle with his shot, you know, Foster uh, occasionally gets a little fast. I think that both of them will be fine. Um, I think Tyrese, I mean, was obviously fine in that respect. Zion, I think it was you who tweeted, something along the lines of if we didn't turn the ball over 10 times in the first half, we'd be up like 20 or whatever. Right. Like we just have to not turn the ball over as much. And if we don't turn the ball over as much, then I think the offense, even as is, is really, really good. (laughs) We just can't turn the ball over at that frequency. It's way too many turnovers. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Any other topics before we look ahead and what we're trying to get out of these next couple of games? Uh, Sean Stewart, are y'all? Oh, yes. He was the first off the bench, but I mean, once <laughs> he was off the bench for the first couple of minutes, we ain't really see him again. Is that I, you think? I, that I think it's more, in, it's more indicative of how Ryan was looking, right. I think. Um, Ryan was just looking really good and really comfortable out there. Uh, and so you certainly can't play Stewart and Young and Flip all at the same time and 
you know, Ryan playing 24 minutes tonight is very indicative of the the sort of game that he was playing. Um, I think if Ryan had been struggling, they would have gone back to Sean Stewart, but because he wasn't, they didn't. So I, I'm not too worried about it. And some, uh, I forget if it was Ryan or Zion who mentioned earlier, McCain and all, all these freshmen, they're going to get some run in these next few games. Stewart will get some run. He'll get more comfortable um, and he'll get more opportunity. And certainly when you get more opportunity, you get the chance to show yourself and to earn some minutes in games like the Arkansas one where I think we'll need him. You know, uh, it'll be fine. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think I think you kind of made the good point about it is that they brought in Sean. He looked pretty good to start, and then they when they brought him out for for Young, he just kind of it was just like Shire was like back in his comfort zone. He was back in his bubble. He had Ryan Young out there, and and he ended up playing really well. So it was tough to pull him and put Stewart back in there. Going he forward, was playing though, well right away. For the record, yeah. I don't even I don't even think it was like Shire was like, well, I'm going to go back to old reliable. He was all reliable this game because he was reliable. <laughs> like he was yeah, playing well. Yeah, right yeah. I'm just now I'm very – and it, these next three games, and I just realized we have Bucknell on Friday. I, I thought it was just LaSalle and Southern Indiana before Arkansas, so I apologize. But these next three games aren't going to tell you anything about him playing Ryan Young in, in big minutes and big games. So that Arkansas game is where it's going to be. I don't think – I haven't done – I can't remember a lot about Arkansas, but I don't think they have any true back-to-the-basket big guys. I think they're more athletic and – and long um i could be wrong i might be thinking of uh baylor there but you, regardless yeah, you have that's, to play sean stewart in that game. yeah exactly so that's the game that's gonna matter <laughs> and like these next three games exactly get these freshmen comfortable um get mccain shot going get sean stewart confident and comfortable because man that arkansas game is going to be a battle and so um yeah i just hope we don't go back to yeah ryan young played great tonight would love to see Sean Stewart more against a, a matchup that favors that uh, for him, for sure. I I do think it is interesting, just like on, I think the overall topic of rotations, why we still haven't given TJ like just like a look early yeah. in the season. I guess tonight maybe would have been a two, maybe a game that's maybe too physical for him. Like he's probably not the best defender. I mean, I've, we watched him a little bit. Um, in the minutes he played, and I remember texting Russ like he may not be a great defender at all. Uh, those, those are nice words, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, I do think you know, for a team that was supposedly supposed to be deep, we're already at what eight? Yeah, eight. The rotation is eight right now, right? I mean, and honestly, it's been largely seven, I think it's nine. It's I mean, it's been seven in like oh, in yeah, many yeah. old minutes. Yeah, you know. Well, it's pretty much it's pretty much seven. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I I think that'll change with time. Uh, you know, I I definitely think that with two of the first three games being must win games, uh, going with the guys that like you believe will lead you to those wins right away. I mean, I get it. I'd like to see him play more guys, but. I also understand. I mean, in the Dartmouth game, we saw, you know, Reeves play 12 minutes, Stewart nine, TJ Power eight, right? Like, I think that in these next three games, we'll see more. I think we'll see Stewart play more than nine. Um, you know, I think we'll see some stuff there, and John will take the temperature of, you know, like what's going on in the rotation. But we played a fairly deep bench last year, all things considered, in terms of the sheer amount of minutes 
that were bench. Uh, I think we were like third most bench minutes in the ACC or something. Um, you know, which maybe <laughs> doesn't mean a lot, but it's not bad considering Coach K only ever played six or seven dudes. I, I think we'll still end up settling in around like eight dudes, if I had to guess. Um, and then spot minutes for some of these other guys, like your Blakes is, your Powers is. Um, Powers is. <laughs> Austin, oh. Austin TJ Powers. Um, yeah. I don't also, know. But how, about, how about how about during the barrage of turnovers and bad shots in the first half? Jalen Blake's just from the corner hitting the backboard and then the rim. Like if you couldn't have if you couldn't have picked a better cherry on top of that first half than Jalen Blake's shooting a three-pointer from the corner and hitting the backboard. Um, I love Jalen Blake. That was fantastic. I do I too, man. Jalen I... never does anything boring. <laughs> if he's gonna miss that shot, he's not gonna miss it safe. He's gonna miss it exciting and new and interesting you know what i mean like he's he's an agent of chaos out there he's a wild card and every team needs a wild card man he's the charlie day of this team i absolutely love it um yeah i but like it's i think it's less important how deep in the rotation we go to some extent and more how many minutes we will play those guys you know, I thought I thought the minute distribution tonight was honestly pretty good. I mean, getting I mean, how many minutes was that that we played, guys? 53, 59 minutes was from the bench. I mean, that's not bad. That's like especially for like a big game that we really needed to win. Well, yeah. I mean, two guys, two guys got 29 and 24. Yeah. And Mark Mark uh McCain and Mark were probably cuz Mark was in foul trouble. And Ryan was playing well, uh, took less minutes tonight. Yeah, I, I think we'll still – the most important thing is that we've got the options. You know, um, I think if Stewart's balling, he'll play. I think if Blake's is really, like, in the other team's head, maybe he'll play, right? Uh, maybe we'll see some things in the next few games that give TJ Power a little bit of look here and there. Uh, I, I've been on record as saying I just don't think he's going to play very much this year. Um, nothing against yeah. him. I, I just think he's a longer term project. Reeves, hey, our guy Goodman said he was Duke's X Factor this year. Pardon? <laughs> I said our guy Goodman said he was Duke's X Factor this year. I don't know which one's going to end up being worse. Yours saying Jaden should who's going to redshirt. Got some bias. Got some bias because uh, he's from I think that area. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He follows the Nepsack pretty closely up there in in Mass, but. Yeah, and Russ, and also, we're not, not going to let like, you live that one down yet. Sorry. I mean, I don't care. The, I don't I, it'd be pretty – like uh, when you're a guy like Goodman, you're probably going up and you're seeing a couple of practices. I mean, if if Power couldn't miss in those practices, then you're like, we got something yeah. here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm sure he was just reporting what he saw at the end of the day. But Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess uh, on that note, any comments on Jaden shoot redshirting? I mean – yeah, Russ called it, no? Russ sources. Russ got sources. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, it's right. Insider Russ. Russ is the insider. Insider Russ. <laughs> um, did did Shire allude to an injury? Was I crazy in thinking that that was an illusion that occurred in the in the presser? It could have been a PR move, to be honest. Sure, I don't doubt that, but I I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy in thinking that he alluded to it. Yeah. I know nothing uh, that I know of, but it, he made it seem like injury, but also kind of like he's like, he's a long ways to go and a lot to work on. Maybe off the court stuff yeah. too. I don't know. That that doesn't allude to injury to me. It, it kind of does, but also like 
tries to tell you that there was something maybe going on. I don't know. Somebody no. just said he what does that say? He said injury. Yeah, maybe maybe just a a bit of, you know, I mean, I agree with Zion. It might also just be PR. We'll we'll find out later. I mean, if he if he chooses to stay, then it was probably in earnest. And if he chooses to leave, then maybe it was PR. I think we'll find out later. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I mean, I think it makes sense. I, think I he's a baller, but yeah, I personally think he's doing this and will be back. I, I don't like. I feel like if you're going to redshirt at Duke, you might, like if you want to get out of Duke as fast as possible, be eligible somewhere else, you would have transferred either a before the season or at least coming back. Christmas break. I think he's coming back. I think he'll be back next year. I no comment he made the the comment he made on two four seven sports uh, uh, in their like preseason interviews talking about it. There's no way he went from saying that to like. A month later, if that being like, I'm redshirting because I'm transferring. Like I, it would be weird. He claimed like he's never ran away from. That was a big time difference. Like when he did say that quote, he still had a chance to get compete for a spot. When he realizes he lost that spot, and now oh look, Duke is bringing in Cooper, Khan, Isaiah, maybe VJ, uh, Darren Harris. Oh no, TJ Power. It's still coming back next year. We might yeah. get back. You know, we might get Jared. He, he might have. He might have. He might have said that comment before the con commitment too. Um, I don't. I don't know the timing of it. Uh, again, I, I love what he like the tape that I saw of him in high school. I think he's the sort of dude that John would love. I think he's the sort of dude that Duke fans would love if he got some run. But especially if we get VJ, that is an incredibly crowded backcourt. Um, and yeah, like I said, I mean, Mark is saying it too. We'll see what happens. I would love to have him back. I think we need dudes like that. Um, but I also understand what Brandon is saying. I think either way, I think he's a dope, uh, prospect for hopefully us. Um, and I'll keep my fingers crossed that he stays. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm not, yeah, I, I think he stayed. I hope he stays. Um, it just would seem like if you were going to transfer, you could do it now and also redshirt this season. So you'd still can't, couldn't you do that as well? Like, why stick around? I don't I like that he's a poor man, Grayson Allen comparison. The only reason that people say that is because he's white, dude. That's it. Literally, yeah. That's all it is. What's, uh, some, Ryan, though, he doesn't get anything from leaving right now and going to a school. Yeah, Zion made this point on a previous like, pod. He's not going to yeah. play at the school he goes to because – Yeah, but at least you get familiar with everybody. And... But it doesn't, it doesn't do anything because, you know, they can recruit somebody in now. It's, uh, it's a different – you know, I think I think he, he's just benefiting off a of number one school and number two facilities and practicing against the best – one of the most talented teams in the country, you know, every day. There's there's also obviously always a world in which, you know, because he's not a dude who's a, a future NBA player, right? So he may just love Duke, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, 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 love, I love dudes who just, like, who just, like, love the school, <laughs> like, mess with the school in a big way. Um, I, I would hope that he would stay, but who knows? Boy, Duke be brave. He's definitely ready to be drafted for sure. I, and I think he'll be fine. <laughs> like, you know, what is AJ Hogar like saying? Some oh, it's because of the thing at the very end. 
What happened at the end? I missed it. I was getting this. Ready. It got a little. It got a little chippy. AJ Hogar gave him a big foul, and Proctor sort of gave him the old uh, Aussie stare down a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> and Hogard had a couple of uh, words for him, which is pretty rich, considering he put up a hefty one and eight shooting performance. Yeah. Um, you know, so yes. far this season, he's sitting on a sweet, sweet. Oh, and seven three point shooting through three games. We call that the Jack White special. You know, he's messing up super hard. And I mean, he had some assists today. God bless him. But he's he looking, he looking suspect. He's a career 26% shooter from three. That is beauty. Yeah, Kevin, you, Kevon, you're on the wrong stream, buddy. <laughs> yeah next up I, I would make a guangdong tigers joke but like he's not good enough to play for the guangdong tigers dude <laughs> guangdong tigers can hoop man they need guys who can shoot i like jack white that's not fair it's more it's more about the fact that jack white had a really really tough shooting stretch and right now hogard is definitely in a shot in a tough shooting stretch it's called his career boom roasted <laughs> boom got him i'm sorry i'm sure he's a really nice guy <laughs> That's cool oh, a really a really gritty and uh, lunch pail performance from him um I, yeah we don't need to speculate on who's going to go pro anyway um i think that's not conversation we need um but i do think that proctor is absolutely ready to go pro by the end of this calendar by the end of this year by the end of the season um i mean his defense alone tells you a lot his assisted turnover rate over a pretty lengthy period of time going into last season tells you a lot he does need to shoot the ball but he's got really good size he's shown some flashes his free throw shooting is good i mean i would take him in the first round without thinking about it like i would have taken him last year in the first round and not thought about it so i think i think flip and proctor are both pretty safe first round picks in the first round a proctor but 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 also flip you know I, I would take both of them in the first round this coming season i think they're the two guys that project as definitely first round picks yeah for sure yeah and then the rest of the guys it depends how they play this year right there's a lot of a lot of game to be played uh yeah caleb foster I, the, <laughs> does anyone else like uh, the shot is like a little funky when it comes out, but the, but the yeah, art is. is so nice. You know what I mean? Like it's got that like nice geometric shape to when the ball's out of the hands, but like the ball coming out of the hands, I think they said it was like a low release point. It does. Yeah. Kind of, it, it looks like he's pushing a little bit, but like, but it doesn't, it doesn't go like a push shot. Like it still goes up and down. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I wonder what that means for um, his prospects, you know, in the NBA draft in the immediate future. I definitely think he would probably need to change his release point. Um, yeah. And I'm sure, I, I'm sure that's, I shouldn't say the least of their worries, but like he, he does so much other, so many other things really well. Yeah. That can and be dealt with next time. He's got length. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and if he's hitting the shot, it's kind of like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we'll see how the rest of the season goes. But yeah, it's, a, it's an awkward looking shot until he releases it. Then it looks good. And I guess it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. And so as long as it's going in as Duke fans always here, I don't, I don't care how it looks and how it translates at this point. 
the the um, question in the chat is potential. would you take less defensive intensity from proctor to produce better offensive numbers scoring wise no i no. wouldn't we really like how do you do that either like how do you tell a guy who's uh, a stud defender to be like hey ease up on the defensive side let them score <laughs> let them get around you a little bit easier to save your abilities or your energy for the offensive end. Yeah. like just also nah. at the end of the day like it's like the people who were in uh, Adam Rose comments because he made something about like how like Flip is the center. He's very clearly the center on this team. <laughs> like yeah. the people who say he's not a center. I posted a bunch of stats from CBB Analytics. It's very very clear that our interior defense is much much better when Flip is on the court. That goes without saying. Um, and then people were like, but but it's not fair to ask Flip to defend the interior at elite level and also get all these rebounds and also score all these points. You know who they do ask that for? Zach Eady, Hunter Dickinson. <laughs> uh, all the big name people have to, Armando Baycott has to do, and he's on a lower level than all those other guys, but like guys who have to carry a big load for their team have to carry a big load on both ends of the floor. And like Proctor just doesn't need to score as much because we got a lot of scorers. What he needs to do is have a great assist to turnover ratio and he needs to play elite level guard defense. And so far he's doing both of those things. And I think he's, I think he's bound to have a breakout like 25, 30 point game. If that shot just starts falling for him uh, on any given night here in the next few weeks, like he could go off. This shot just hasn't been falling as as much as we would probably have liked, but uh, I'm excited for, I, I think he's still, can average a little more than he has been. And like you said, though, the biggest thing is the assist to turnover ratio and, and so far so good on that front. Yeah. I will say, I mean, Proctor, I, I tweeted at a half that he, he needed to have the ball more in his hands. He finished the second half with um, five assists. He had five of his six and assists in the second half and obviously no, no turnover. So we just need him to be the point guard. We need him to be dominating the ball. Um, yeah, know, I agree. I just, I don't need to see Tyrese Proctor in the corner. I need to see no, Tyrese no, no. Proctor in the top of the key. I need to see Jeremy Rose in the corner and McCain in the corner and sometimes Caleb. But Tyrese should have the ball in his hands most of the game. Yeah. Sizably the, the second highest I plus minus in the game. 13-6-6 with two steals and a block for Proctor. I mean, the shooting splits, 33% shooting. Not optimal. Um, but also not not devastating you know i think ultimately at the end of the day he played probably one of the three best games uh, on the three best players on the court tonight you know yeah i agree sorry i just got caught up in there my wolves are playing the the fools and the warriors got into a fight a minute and a half into the game the minnesota <laughs> timberwolves wild. yeah come on now best team in the nba of course for, for, for now <laughs> what um what uh anything else uh in regards to looking ahead Ryan since you had said uh you had said is there something that we need to accomplish other than maybe getting the freshman a little more comfortable is there anything we need to accomplish before that Arkansas game other than winning I, <laughs> it's tough because like you're playing teams like I said Bucknell LaSalle and Southern Indiana like Awful I could teams. sit here yeah I could sit here and say like I would love to see them get off to a fast start like it, it's easy to do against those teams. So like, um, yeah, just, just more uh, ball security, I guess. I, I don't know anything about these three teams besides they're bad. So just like making smart decisions. Um, and you already said uh, 
the freshmen coming to their own. So I can't say that, but that's, that's really all you really can look for is to get those guys minutes, get their confidence up and just really have yeah. McCain's shots start falling. Um, so two yeah, of them are, am, two of them are two of the 30 worst teams, according to Ken Palm in the NCAA. Perfect. And that, and that kind of tracks with, you know, what their recent stuff has been. Uh, we really, what we need to be doing is like, is goose in our numbers a little bit and beating these teams by like 35 to 40. That's what we need to do. We need yeah, to run up. Absolutely. We need to run up the numbers on these dudes. <laughs> do the old, uh, who's the team? I think it's Iowa that every year they're, they're always like so mid in their big 10 play, but like pre conference play, they beat teams by like 70 at home. <laughs> yeah. like, and then they always seem so incredibly legit. It would be nice to, to do that a couple of times. Uh, I think that would be sweet. It would certainly justify the existence of this uh, MTE, you know, instead of going to Bahamas or Maui or whatever, for us to be playing these booty teams, uh, oh, you know, juicing the numbers would, would certainly help in that respect. Um, and then anything that we would want to see, uh, I mean, I guess we'll have a podcast for the Arkansas game, for but sure. I mean, I think, I think that's the hardest game of the season. Yeah, I agree. That atmosphere is going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. I mean, I can't wait. I, w- I will say one thing to say in Duke's favor in regards to that. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't know what their MTE is. They might end up playing a better team or not a better team than us, but like a decent team. Um, but like right now, they have not played any good teams. Oh yeah, they're doing the battle for Atlanta. So they'll beat Stanford and then they'll have to play Memphis or Michigan. Both both of whom have looked really good. So have, yeah. They'll they'll be pretty battle tested too by the time they come back home to see us. Um and we will have just sort of, you know, cakewalked through <laughs> you know some toilet paper tigers. So I don't know um, what that means in terms of expectation level. Um, but, yeah, that that's going to be a really, really tough one. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, to wrap it up, I think somebody asked a question. Do we do this after every game? No, uh, once a week or so probably is the goal, maybe a little bit more depending upon the schedule. Uh, but, yeah, any other closing comments, you two? Zion, I know you're feeling like dog right now, so get <laughs> yeah, you out of here. Good, nasty, nasty basketball win, nasty basketball win, but we we got the win. And that's it. all that matters, man. You just learn from it, move on. Uh, wow, the person, this person said, "Kick Ryan off." Wow, Sean Smith. Wow, he's been he's been he. I've been seeing some of his comments. He's not my biggest fan of night or ever, I guess. So yeah, appreciate so. you watching, Sean, but I'm not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, buddy. He doesn't like Minnesotans. Hey, a uh, big Fair shout enough. out to both Home Field and CBB Analytics. If you want uh, super yeah. cool clothing or uh, you want to know all of the very, very awesome stats that I've been looking at, go to either of those places, Home Field Apparel or CBBanalytics.com. Use the code CRAZY, C-R-A-Z-I-E. You'll get a discount. Uh, strongly, strongly recommend both. And again, if you support those things, it helps support our show. Um, so that really would mean a lot to us. Also download the podcasts when they drop, uh, that would help a lot and hit the thumbs up on the YouTube stream would also help a lot. 
Absolutely. Get well, Zion. We'll uh, we'll be back live. Who knows when? Not 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 after Bucknell, but some other time. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Peace. Later.